Hello my good friends, in this episode of Key Players, I'm taking a break from interviews. Today I decided to share with you my take on how to figure out what to do with your career. A question that a lot of us usually struggle with to figure out what do I do with my life. So I have tried several things and not necessarily all of them have succeeded. So I want to share with you how I have dealt with failure, but also how those failures and different experiences in life have led me to the point where I am right now, which is, I think, a great stage of my life. So here it goes, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so I'm going to divide this in six lessons. Six lessons I've learned to figure out what to do with your career. Lesson number one is paint a picture. Paint a picture comes from when I was in high school, I read a book called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And this book gives you a mindset on how to go from where you are to where you want to be in life. And one of the sections in the book talks about the importance of goal setting, but also about the importance of putting those goals in places where they're always visible to you. So I decided to create a collage. A collage with things that were very interesting to me. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life at that point or what I wanted to study, but I was interested about many different things. So here is a list of some things I added. Uh, I added a picture of Pixar animations because I really like their work in technology and filmmaking. Um, I added a picture of an airplane. I thought one day I could become a pilot. I added a picture of Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs because of the impact they have done in the world. And I added a picture of just different logos of different universities because I knew I wanted to graduate from a university in America. So, and among other things that I added, I, other, I guess I added more things about filmmaking because I was very into film and just creative things. So it was a collage with different things related to creativity, uh, filmmaking, traveling, business in a way impact in the world type of thing. Even though it was not clear where I wanted to go, at least it was a way for me to be pumped about the idea of exploring a world of opportunities where honestly the world was open for anything, anything that I wanted. So the first lesson is paint a picture, especially if you don't know exactly what do you want to do, make a collage. Lesson number two is check your reality. And check your reality is about making an honest self-assessment of the skills that you have and also of the resources that you have access to. So after I made my collage, I, of course, didn't have any money to go get a flying pilot's license. I didn't have money to go to a private school and pay $30,000 a year to become a filmmaker or to become a visual effects artist. So I started narrowing down my options. I still consider different options, but I started narrowing down options by checking my reality, looking at what can I do right now? Where could I go right at this moment? So I realized, okay, I had to go to public schools. I, I had to apply to different public schools, but another disadvantage that I had was, well, the bigger public schools or the most famous or more the ones with more prestige, they had really high academic standards. So even though my grades were good in high school, I didn't do very well in the SAT that 
if you don't know what the SAT is, it's just a standardized test that I guess shows your universities how good you are at different things like math, reading, writing. And in all honesty, my English was not that great. I had just moved to America when I took those assessments. So they were very difficult for me. So didn't do terrible, but didn't do great either. So at that point, again, I had to narrow down my options and I had to apply to schools that probably were not that famous, but still had good academic um, experiences for the students. So one of those schools was Armstrong State University. So that's the school I actually went to and I applied to get into Armstrong and I had a wonderful experience. And actually after getting into Armstrong, I wonder why this is not one of those schools where it has thousands of thousands of thousands of students going because the academics there are great. They challenged me, they pushed me and they made me a better person. It's a wonderful school. So lesson number two is check your reality. And even though you may see that you may have some disadvantages, use them to your advantage. A big disadvantage that I have always had was, or it has been my accent. Just, it has been crazy to have to tell people over and over again my story about, okay, so I'm American, I was born here in America, but I grew up in Costa Rica, but I'm still an American. So people don't buy that, of course, because I have a really strong accent, but... This has been great for me as well because it has allowed me to start conversations with people. People that I would never talk to or had the opportunity to build friendships with. Uh, having the accent and, and the story to tell, it has allowed me as well to just find some great key players and, and just great friends in my life. So lesson number two, once again, is check your reality. Lesson number three is take baby steps. And, and take baby steps is very important because I, I see people that have an idea of what they want to do and also they have checked their reality but they still don't go for it. And they don't go for it because of fear. And there are two types of fears that I see people having and I include myself in this pool. All of us have this. And it's number one, fear of failure. And number two, fear of what would people say? Fear of, of I, guess, I guess we put our identity in, in people's expectations of us. That, that we just don't go for things because what would people say, right? So, fear. You need to take baby steps. If you see, and the reason why I was going to call this lesson, go for it or take the first step or take the jump or go start swimming. But the reason why I want to call it take baby steps is look at a baby. Literally, look at a baby. When a baby's trying to learn how to walk, or I guess baby, toddler, whatever, is trying to learn how to talk or trying to learn how to walk, they're going to fall over and over again. But something that you see is that they, they have a little bit of fear. All of us have a little bit of fear, and, and that's important, but they still go for it and try. So my baby steps at this point, I guess right before going to college, they were going to college, you know, is uh, I could have gone to the military or I could have just gone back to Costa Rica and get an education there for almost nothing because the government pays for a lot of it. But I had that challenge, I had that passion in me and I wanted to go get an education in a school here in America. So I decided to go and move to Armstrong and, and you gotta understand Armstrong is five hours away from where I was living with a nice wonderful family. 
And this is actually Brett and his family from episode one. But I moved five hours away again. I took baby steps. I took a risk. I had to live on campus. I had to live on my own. So that was scary. But I decided to go for it. It's the only way to grow up. So take baby steps is very important. And that's lesson number three. Lesson number four is fail forward and fail upwards. When I was in college, the first thing I studied was computer science. I decided to go into computer science because I thought with that I could build really cool technology that can be used or could be used for movies and visual effects or it could be used to create a cool app like the next Facebook or something like that. But two years into the program, two years, right? Two years into the program, I realized I was not good at computer science. It took me a long time. I guess I knew it since I started that I was not that proficient. But there was this specific semester in my junior year of college where I took this class called database systems and calculus-based statistics. And I did terribly bad. In the middle of the semester, by the middle of the semester, I was failing really bad all the exams. In the first one, I got like a 50, second one, a 40, and it was just going downwards. So I realized if I kept going with those classes, it would kill my GPA, which would put my scholarship at risk. And um, and it would push my graduation for like a year because I would have to retake those classes. So at that point, I had to make a big decision and that decision was to switch majors in my junior year of college I was close to be done with my degree but I probably was not going to make it so I did this thing we call in Costa Rica Team Marin de Dopingue in the middle of the semester and that's just picking randomly what you were going to study or in this case, Team Marin de Way, something you say just to pick something randomly. So I decided to switch to economics. I had taken some economics courses when I was a freshman and I really enjoyed them. So I switched to business economics. I felt like I felt like a failure, guys. I felt really bad because I have put so much work into computer science and I just felt like I was going to disappoint a lot of people and I just felt like my dreams were were destroyed in a way. It was like, I know I'm making this very dramatic, but at the same time, you just imagine yourself working so hard, moving to a different country, and all of a sudden you are really bad at what you're doing. It was just not fun. But business economics opened my mind to a whole new world. I realized that I could still build some sort of cool business in tech. And I realized that I didn't have to be a computer scientist. It's all about leadership. Building a business is about putting a group of people together or experts together working towards the same vision, passionate people that are good at what they do. And I realized I was good with people too. My experience with the student government allowed me to see that I was good at working with teams and managing programs and managing things, which is something I had no idea I could do. So I realized that I could still do something very cool. Also, I learned the word entrepreneurship. 
Even though I was always very entrepreneurial, I didn't learn about the word entrepreneurship until probably three years ago when I was watching Shark Tank one day. And and, and when I, it was funny, when I first watched that show, I realized, okay, I, I actually think that's what I want to do. I want to be an entrepreneur. So economics was awesome for me. It, it was great. So the reason why this lesson is called fail forward and fail upwards is because you will run into different obstacles and you will fail, but get yourself back up and I can guarantee you they will teach you many things to get you where you're meant to go. And like one of my good friends told me once was, if you fail epically at something, just add it to the tuition of life. That, that Those are lessons that last forever. And they don't do anything other than help you grow and help you mature. So lesson number four is fail forward and fail upwards. Lesson number five is write your vision. Hopefully after you have failed forward and upwards a few times, now you're getting a better idea about those things that you're actually passionate about, about those things where you're actually good at doing, where you're good at serving people. So now it is time to write down on a piece of paper that vision of that person that you know you want to become. So after realizing that I wanted to become an entrepreneur, it, it was time for me to, to write it on paper. Okay, so who do I want to serve? What impact do I want to make in the world? So I decided to write down a mission and a vision statement for myself, just like companies and organizations do. And you may find this a little cheesy, but it's actually a great way for you to keep yourself on track and, and, uh, and just stay motivated and put that vision or I guess that mission and vision statement somewhere on the wall at your office or in your room for you to, to remember every morning of that thing that you want to do, that purpose that you know you have in this world. So I'll read them to you. So I'll read to you my mission and my vision statement. So my mission statement is to make a positive impact in the world by growing the kingdom of God through entrepreneurship, philanthropy, and service. Yeah, I know it may sound a little religious to some of you, but faith is a big part of my life. So growing the kingdom of God for me is all about sharing with people my faith, sharing with people that thing that gives me hope every day, which is my God. I'm a Christian, I, I believe in Jesus and what the Bible teaches, and I think that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing that, um, that we have in this world. And, and how do I want to do that? Well, through entrepreneurship, philanthropy, and service. So entrepreneurship is about building companies that, that are purpose-driven, that are really bringing value to many people. Uh, philanthropy is about giving back. I don't have thousands or millions of dollars right now, but I can give a couple of bucks to a homeless person every now and then or, or help somebody in any way I can. And service is about getting involved in the community. Right now, I am one of the community organizers for One Million Cups, and this is a, a program where, uh, or a project actually in the community that we have to encourage the development of entrepreneurship here in Savannah. And, and this program is all around the country, actually. It's in more than 70 cities. 
Now I'm going to read to you my vision statement. So this is more of that thing that you see yourself doing in many years from now, in the future. The mission statement is something you can do right now, every day when you wake up. Vision statement is more about long-term vision of where you see yourself, okay? So here it is. It is to travel around the world solving socioeconomic issues while building the kingdom of God. Again, it's uh, faith-centric, but um, I want to travel around the world. Uh, I want to build many businesses and, and help people and hopefully teach people about entrepreneurship and about taking initiative. I Honestly, I, I think that entrepreneurship is, is the way to go to, to help economies in countries that are really poor, that, that they're struggling. When you have entrepreneurs there building businesses and jobs and opportunity for people, that's the way to grow an economy. And I want to be part of, of that movement that I, I think entrepreneurship is becoming something that that is growing more and more uh, as as I get more involved in, I guess, in, the, in, in, in this new entrepreneurial culture, I guess, that you can call it. So lesson number five is write your vision. Lesson number six is go hard. I love saying this. When I was in high school, I remember telling my story to, to my friends and they would tell me, man, you, you just go hard. You just go for it. You don't care what people say. You just, you just go and grab those goals that you have. So I want to encourage you to go and work super hard for that vision and that mission and, and those goals that you have created for yourself. Make the goals realistic. Make them measurable. Um, create action steps for each of the goals. Don't expect to get an Academy Award next year if you start making movies right now. I mean, you may, who knows, but, but be realistic about the things that you want to do. You need to, there's going to be a lot of sacrifice. You need to be diligent. Diligent is about following through. Just follow through the things that you do. If you say, okay, I'm going to, to finish this by, by next week, okay, work super hard, be diligent, and if you fail, it better is because it just didn't work out and, and not because it, you just didn't put all your effort into it. So lesson number six is go hard. And that's how I want to end this episode, uh, just encouraging you to, to go for things. Reach out to key players. Key players... I was debating if I wanted to have it in one of these lessons, but key players is about your life. It's about having key players in your life through every single stage, from painting the picture to creating a vision to going hard. You need key players there. You need key people supporting you, advising you, just people being there for you because things are going to happen. So I hope you have found some encouragement in this episode and, and have learned some good lessons that I have put together for you. And um, reach out to me on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you can reach out to me at, uh, at Andy Cabistan or um, the Key Players uh, Twitter is at Key Players Mike. So I would love to, to talk to you. We can get on a Skype call and, and talk about what goals you have and start writing down those that mission and vision statement. So reach out to me and, and if there is anything I can help you with, I'm here for you. 